Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What it do? Eagles win by five. What were they doing running Jalen Hurts so much? Against the Bears. Against the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Um, Chicago Bears. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting game, to say the least. Uh, a lot of long balls, and Miles Sanders yeah. apparently was dead for the game. So Miles Sanders didn't really exist, only got 11 carries. Uh, Jalen Hurts threw two interceptions for the first time this year um, in a game. And uh, Miles Sanders fumbled the ball, so we turned the ball over three times. So that's not good, but it was just a weird game. A lot of turnovers. Um, the defense played really well. Got a lot of pressure on Justin Fields. Um, Asan Reddick especially was was really really good in that game. Um, but yeah, just a lot of a lot of deep passes, like you said. A lot of uh, quarterback runs. Not so much uh, running back runs. Like I said, Sanders only got 11 carries, so I don't know what the game plan really was. Um, but. You know, they they were able to, uh, you know, make enough plays to win. And um, Jalen Hurts had three rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, you know, on the first one, the safety came down and there was just a wide open lane. So, you know, I really I understand. And the next two were just quarterback sneaks. So those weren't really the plays that I was more concerned with. But we'll get into that. Yeah. In the podcast itself. Um, we could talk Sixers, but I do. I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've been playing. They've been playing better. Um, I know it like it's just I'm not in Sixers mode right now. Yeah, I wouldn't cool. offer any benefit to a conversation about the Sixers. <laughs> call me a loser. Call me whatever you want. I just I'm in Eagles mode still. Yeah, Sam. Uh, this is the first season in a long time I haven't paid attention to the Sixers so early, but I mean they're playing better. Yeah, we'll get there. You know, just give us time. Um, I think once the football season comes to a close. And uh, we really won't have anything else to talk about than other than the Sixers. So we will talk Sixers, um, just not right now, because, again, it's it's full on Eagles mode right now. And fire Chuck Fletcher. All fire. right, I got nothing left. What you say, Chip A? Do the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. Get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. 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 All right. We got to talk about something. Yeah. Why was Miles Sanders only given 11 carries? Let's start there. Again, I I don't really understand the game plan. Um, I don't know what they were going into the game with, but as the game went on, you know, he. I know at halftime he only had like two touches. So I think as the game went on, they were like, "Oh, maybe we should give our thousand-yard rusher more touches." Um, but they, they didn't start the game that way, and it was weird. Uh, they passed a lot, and you know, when that happens, you know, sometimes Jalen Hurts gets outside of the pocket, and you know, he ma- he makes plays with his legs, and 
Um, it was a lot of deep passes and a lot of Jalen Hurts uh, outside the pocket making plays. So again, I just I don't really understand the game plan. Um, you know, the Bears defense isn't the best. Um, you know, not no knock on the Bears, but in my opinion, you know, their secondary is probably their strength, and I don't really understand. Why? Why attack that if there is a yeah. strength there? So, and like, I, I just want to say too, when you uh, when you change your game plan to a heavy passing offense, and you have a quarterback that can move in the pocket, yes, that can keep plays alive, but it also ups the risk of a lot of these throws, especially when the receivers are covered. You look at one of the interceptions that Jalen Hurts threw, where Quez Watkins didn't break over. Me and you talked about this a lot during the game day. Yeah, things are going to go wrong. The more variables you put in place, the more things that could go wrong. Now, the yeah. other interception, I, I have no idea what happened there. It just seemed out of yeah. the ordinary. And, I'm just going to chalk that one up. But Yeah, I mean, I think he said it was cold and his hands, he couldn't really feel his hands. But, it, I mean, he was on the run. You know, he kind of threw it into double coverage. So, I mean, it was it was on him. Um, but I think I think they thought there was a penalty. So I thought he was they thought it was a free play. So I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of conflicting stories, but it wasn't a good pass. So. Anyway, well, let's let's start there. Yeah, let's let's start there from everything that I just rambled. Which was actually surprisingly coherent for my <laughs> abilities. <laughs> Why do that against the Bears, yeah. which causes Jalen Hurts most likely to have to go outside of the pocket when things start to collapse? and puts him in a position where he has to rush the ball if no one's open. And as you saw, led to him getting absolutely blown up. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know. I think they showed a picture of the play that he got hurt on, but I don't know which play it was. I know, I think a defender landed on him awkwardly. Um, but yeah, I just don't really understand. Like I said, I think the strength of the Bears defense is that secondary. I know it's young and I know it's inexperienced, but... They have a really good corner in Jalen Johnson, another good corner in Kyler Gordon, who they just drafted this year, uh, a safety in Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State, who I think is going to be a really good player. Um, so I think, you know, attack their defensive line, which hasn't been very good this year. Um, you know, they traded a bunch of guys away. They traded Robert Quinn to the Eagles. And um, so, you know, they are a team where you can run the ball against, and they just didn't do it. Um, especially in the beginning of the game. So I don't really understand the game plan, but here we are. Well, look, they, they pull off a 25-20 to 20 victory. Yeah. Unorthodox. Unorthodox, very sloppy, very uh, turnover-heavy, um, which we haven't seen a lot. Um, you know, the game we lost against the Commanders, we turned them all over a few times, and, and in this game as well, so... Turnovers are huge, um, and the Eagles haven't done much of it this year. That's why they're, you know, thirteen and one right now, or twelve and thirteen and one, right? Um, so yeah, that's that's why they have they've had success. Um, and we, you know, you've seen against any team if you turn the ball over, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. And look, you know, good teams win these kinds of games where it's close and you're not playing your best. But if you put yourself in this position against a team that has the same potential that you do, you don't come out of there with a win. And yeah, the exactly. amount of mistakes that happened against a better team, and I'm talking a contender like the Eagles, would have been a, a monstrosity. It would have been devastating. 
Yeah, I mean, those are big plays. Um, you know, obviously the two interceptions and, the, and then the fumble. I mean, the fumble especially was it was deep into our territory. So it gave them, you know, I mean, I think it was a couple plays later where they scored a touchdown. So like you said, against against a better opponent, that's going to cost you the game. Um, so, you know, they got to be better with the football. And, and, and for the most part, they have. And I'm not, you know, it's one game and I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, it's I'm going to freak out. But they have to take care of the ball a little bit better. And, you know, I mean, we, we got, um, you know, we got an injured quarterback now. So luckily it's not season ending. It's not long term. They said the max is two games. So max is two games. He could potentially still play this weekend. Yeah. I don't see that happening. I agree. Look, I, and if we're being honest here and we're looking at backup quarterbacks in the league, Gardner Minshew is not a bad backup quarterback at all by any means. Yeah, I mean, listen, especially, I mean, I know you're a big Minshew guy, but, you know, especially. Where do you think I'm a big Minshew guy? Because literally the news broke that Jalen Hurts was hurt and you texted me hashtag Minshew mania. So he he is just, he he is a nomad, okay? He's hilarious to follow. He's the stash, all right? No, his his social media is hilarious, okay? Let's put it that way. That's why I like Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's not he he's not the worst backup quarterback. I, I mean, he, he's no. a good backup. He's a solid backup. If, if I had to have a guy, if I was looking at a backup quarterback and I said, "Damn, my starter's out the next two games," and I have Gardner Minshew behind him, I'm like, "Okay, I could pull out one of those two. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's going to be tough against Dallas. It really is. Um, You're going to see a lot more of Minshew too with the first team than you are with who he's getting in garbage time. Yeah. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but when you have all-star talent out there, you're going to see that. Now, is he going to be as good as Jalen Hurts? Is he as mobile as Jalen Hurts? Exactly. No. No, and that's something that the offense is going to have to adjust to if Hurts is out. And that's my point. You know, people are like, oh, is Jalen Hurts, you know, the MVP with all this talent around him? Jalen Hurts is the MVP, but he does have a lot of talent around him. So when you put a guy like Gardner Minshew in there, he still could have success. Now, Cowboys defense is great. It, you know, they, they, uh, they, they turn the ball, they make their opponent turn the ball over a, a, a ton. Um, but with the Eagles, you know, the, like I said, the Eagles aren't usually a, a turnover prone team. They were against the bears, but that was just, you know, hopefully just a one-off. I hope uh, hopefully a one-off. So the defense at least stepped up. They did. So, and, and, and you know, too, when, when the ball is fumbled that deep into your zone, I don't really hold that to the D. Yeah, it's not on the day. I mean, there's nothing you can do. So if they can get pressure on Dak Prescott, I mean, and, and listen, the Cowboys are a great team. If they can, if the Eagles can somehow limit Zeke and Tony Pollard on the on the ground game, if they can get some pressure on Dak Prescott, it's going to be huge. That's that's their bread and butter. That's their strength, their offense, because we've seen the defense these last couple of weeks. I mean, against the Texans, they almost lost to the Texans. I mean, and, the, and they gave up, I think it was a 17-point lead to Jacksonville, and they lost in overtime. So, you know, the defense— Any Cowboys fan that wants to say the Eagles almost lost to the Colts and the Eagles almost lost to—who else did we almost lose? The Bears. The Bears. I want I want you to look at the Jacksonville loss, yep. and I want you to look at that Texans barely dub yep. and say, do I have the right to complain? And they were like, oh, the Eagles have an easy schedule. You have the, the same exact, division. You have the exact same schedule, basically. So I don't want to hear it. 
Um, but listen, you're still good. You, you still have a good team. Don't get me wrong. Um, it, it's just the arguments have been better in the past. Yeah, and for sure. This year, it's like, man, you're just you are really pulling at anything you can this go around. Yeah, and you know uh, what? If, if things even go your way this weekend, like whoop de doo. Yeah, you beat a backup quarterback. Who cares? Good job. Proud of you. Not. But again, it's not. You know, it's not set in stone that the Cowboys are going to win. I mean, Minshew well, could have a nice game, and and if we run the ball effectively, and our defense comes up big, we win the game. Let's look at it this way. So I'm, I'm going to give you a few points to look at, and you let me know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. So well, let's start off this way. Last game against the Cowboys, Eagles had zero sacks against Cooper Rush. Yep. Not much pressure at all. Mm-hmm. And the defense just didn't play all that well when we're looking at the pass rush. Yeah. The second thing, the Cowboys defense – their pass rush is amazing, but their secondary is garbage. Third, I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, we all do. That's all. Yeah, no, um, listen, their defense is solid. It, it really is. Um, you know, I, by their secondary is garbage. I mean, look, let's be honest here. The defensive strength for the Cowboys is not their cornerbacks. <laughs> it's not their defensive backs. Um, Michael Parsons is a freak. Yep. As I much will, as I yeah, hate him, he's, he's insane. But uh, Demarcus Lawrence is still a really good player. Their interior defensive line has developed nicely. Um, it's not great, but it's it's not bad. So, and, and their linebackers are solid. So I would definitely say their strength is their front seven. Right. Um, Trayvon Diggs is a great ball hawk. He's great at creating turnovers. He's he not is good for the one to twice, one to two times a game, giving up a pretty solid pass, though. Exactly. He's not the best in coverage. Now, is he is he a good quarterback? Sure. But he's just not the best in coverage. And I think when people say, oh, Trayvon Diggs is one of the best corners in the league, you're, you're only taking into consideration the turnovers. And don't get me wrong. He's great at doing that. But I would agree with you and say that their front seven is their strength. And we've seen the Eagles just have great games against really good defenses in the past. Um, so I don't think that would be the issue. I think it would be on the Eagles side of the defense. I think it would be on the Cowboys offensively because that, that to me is the Cowboys strength is their offense. They have a really good offensive line, two really good running backs. Dak Prescott has played, has played pretty well, but we've seen, especially this past week against Jacksonville, they can be beaten, and we've they're seen good that. for a miscue. They're good for an offensive yeah. miscue, and it comes at very inopportune times. So, and Dak the, Prescott can be turnover prone. He can be. He can also be pressured. I think yes. When when we're looking at this game, so I, I personally think yes, getting pressure on Dak is important. But the most important thing in my mind is being able to stop the run. If you're able to force Dak Prescott to throw, 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 I have confidence in the Eagles' corners and our safeties, even where we're at right now, that we will be able to come up with a turnover or two. 100%. I think if we're able to stop the run and put pressure on it, we will be able to force the fumble. I don't have a problem with that. I don't want them to center the game around only pressuring Dak because I don't want those holes open, which Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott 
can take massive advantage of. Spot on. 100% agreed. Their their run game is what that makes that offense tick. And I think if you can limit that, like like teams have done, then you're going to be, for, like you said, forced back to pass. And we've seen that he can make mistakes. We've seen he, that he's good. I'm, I'm not saying he's yeah. bad. He can make incredible tight passes. But okay. if you force that pass, there's a high chance that there will be one to two big errors that could either go to the house or put the Eagles in really good position to take the game out of the Cowboys' hands. 100%. So I think if, if the Eagles want to take this game, then do what we what we just said on defense, and then offensively run the ball. Just do it. I, I don't care what the game plan is. Run the ball. If you can run the ball, it, it takes so much pressure off Gardner Minshew, who's making a start for the first time in a, over a year. So if you do that, it's going to help him immensely. It's going to get him comfortable. And then once he's comfortable, then you can let him sling it. And if if he if he makes some mistakes, then you go back to running the ball. Because I think uh, with this offensive line that we have, with Miles Sanders, I don't care who they're playing. They can run the ball. And if they do that effectively, then I think they'll be fine. Right. I mean, I think Miles Sanders had an okay rushing game the last time yeah. they played. I, he wasn't over 100. He might have been like 75 yards. But it, it definitely wasn't the all-powerful 1,000-yard rusher we've seen. Now, this season has progressed so much. I'm confident that the Eagles' run game has improved. I'm really more – I'm not concerned. I don't want to say that. But I am intrigued as to how they're going to approach this game. Yeah, now, I mean, the offense is going to be mobile. What do you think will be the play? Well, I think, like I said, I think the offense is going to be a lot different. Um, they're going to be, they're going to call, obviously they're going to call less quarterback runs. Um, and like I said, in my opinion, they should just run the ball, see how it, see how it plays out. If it doesn't work, then if, if Minshew can pass it, then let him pass it. But I think if they can, if they can get the run going, then that's going to be huge for them. It's not as if Minshew's untalented. So no, it's not, it's not, it's just, like I said, he hasn't started a game in over a year and it, it, it takes time for guys to get settled in offenses. I mean, I know, I know he knows the, you know, the playbook and he's been around for, I guess, two years at this point, but playing and sitting on the bench is a lot different. And it's, you know, that's an obvious statement, but it's going to take time for him to get settled. It's going to take time for him to get, you know, used to playing again. Cause like I said, he hasn't played in a while. So it, it, it's, it's easier said than done. So with that being said, Let's say Minshew is good enough to spread the ball around. I don't anticipate an Eagle getting over 100 yards this game, receiving-wise. Yeah. I think it's going to be a well-spread-out offense. Especially with Dallas Goddard back. I think Dallas Goddard back is going to be huge for him because having that safety net is is huge. 100%. And, look, I, I think there's guys that you're going to have to look at, too. Will Zach Pascal be involved more? Yeah, I feel like in the garbage time or in the times where the Eagles are blowing teams out and Gardner Minshew's been in, they've been playing more together. Yeah, you could see more Zach Pascal for sure. I, I don't know for sure. I can't say for certain. What I can say is if you count the Eagles out just because Jalen Hurts isn't starting, 
you're crazy. Now, the second thing I want to add on to that is if you say that Jalen Hurts isn't the MVP because I said that, you're an ass and you should wear <laughs> your ass hat because that's dumb too. Listen, the Eagles are 13-1 and one because of Jalen Hurts. Now, it's not just because of Jalen Hurts, but right. he's one of the main reasons why. Also, and his strides this year have been just so tremendous. He's mess. been such a valuable asset to the team. His mobility and his accuracy this year has been the reason they are where they are. And if you don't admit that and you don't have the balls to say, damn, I was wrong, or you don't have the balls to admit as an opposing team's fan to say, you know what, I wish that we had a guy like that, you're crazy. And, and here's the thing. The Eagles – who's the best team in the NFL? The Eagles. Right now, yeah. What's the most important position on the field? Quarterback. Quarterback. So if you say that Jalen Hurts, who is who plays the most position, most important position on the field, on the best team in the in the league, and say he's not the MVP, what are you talking about? Right. Just because he's he's you know, last year he went nine and eight and now he's thirteen and one. Just because he's taken that you know, stride means he's not the MVP. No, that means he's the MVP even more because he's improved so much in areas where he, he needed to, that, that should make him the MVP. So to, to say he's not, you know, he shouldn't win is asinine to me. Oh, wait, but don't forget the stat nerds. Man, they're out in full force right now. I mean, listen, you want stats? Look at his stats. You kidding me? He, he, right now, he is the best dual threat quarterback in the league. And they're like, oh, Patrick Mahomes can run. Yeah, he can run, but he doesn't. He passes way more than he runs. But we've seen the strides that Jalen Hurts made as a passer. Unbelievable. Right now, Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback, uh, you know, dual threat quarterback in the league. And that's it, period. And that's not me being, you know, a typical Philadelphia fan. Just watch, watch the film, watch the games. When he is needed in the in the ground game, he gives it to you. When he's needed in the pass game, he gives it to you. And it's hard to look at another quarterback who can do that. Right now. Look, it's just the fact that Jalen Hurts has over 600 rushing yards. I can say that with confidence without even looking it up. Yep. Mahomes doesn't. I can tell you that with confidence without looking it up. Yep. Jalen Hurts has about, I think he has 10 or 11 touchdowns rushing. Uh, Pretty sure he has... Forgive me for not fact-checking myself. These, these are had, all guesses, by the way. I think he had 10, and I think he had three more against Chicago. So I think he's at 13, if I'm not mistaken. So he has more. Yep. Mahomes has under five. Yep. I would say the la- on the lower end of that, maybe like three. Yep. So let's go ahead and say, hmm, okay, are passing yards the only valuable stat a quarterback has? No. No. We've learned that from... The Cowboys truly, Dak Prescott. Yeah. That was the argument for him, and it was the only thing he had going. Jameis Winston had 5,000 passing yards one year, and he had 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Passing yards means nothing. If if you discount his rushing yards, like if you discount his rushing yards, 
because he's a quarterback. That's stupid. Lamar Jackson won the MVP because he ran for over a thousand yards. When Mike Vick was in his prime, he was electric because he could rush the ball. Right. He could pass the ball too, but yeah, and that's why Lamar was the hole open. He was gone for like what fifty yards. That's it. Lamar Lamar Jackson won the MVP because he because that year he could he could pass the ball and he can run the ball when he needed to. Now this year, I mean, I know the last couple of years he's been hurt, but that's because he's run the ball a little bit too much in my opinion. I think he's and you think I think he needs to be a passer a little bit more. But with Jalen Hurts, what whatever he is needed, like whatever the coach has asked him to do, he's done it. Right. Like I said. One week he rushed for 160, rushed for 160 yards. Next, the next week he threw for 380. Like you don't, you just don't see that from quarterbacks a lot. And, and you know, he's the fact done that it. he's able to execute the game plan, the yep. fact that he's able to put his team in a position week after week after week, and the fact that he's able to bring his team to 13 and one. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not arguing with anyone anymore. That's it. If, if he and loses, if, he, if he loses, said, he loses. But I, I don't think he should. If he misses these next two games, and some, and someone says he doesn't deserve MVP because he missed these two games, you're an idiot. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. And if he doesn't get MVP because he missed two games, then there's a problem in the NFL. Because I, I don't care what anyone says, Jalen Hurts is the MVP, and he should be. Well, let's uh, let's finish our game preview. All right. Eagles win this game. Division. Lock. One seed. Lock. Yep. God and, and, forbid things go sour. Yeah, that, and that's the problem. You know, it, it's – if we win this game, you know, we can play the backups. You know, so it's a shame that Hurts had to go down the game before we could potentially win the division and, and clinch the number one seed. So I think he definitely wants to be out there, um, but we just don't know. It's going to be up to the doctors to say if he can play. It's a sprained shoulder, so I don't know how severe it is, but they're saying he still might be able to play. They're saying the max could be two weeks. So take that for what you will. But one win, that's all we need. If we win one of these next three games, it's locked up. So if we're able, if, I mean, the best case scenario is Jalen Hurts doesn't play and we win. And then he, you could just rest him for the rest of the season. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a lot, a lot in the balance this weekend. Yeah. My Christmas joy Hangs in the balance. <laughs> Hangs in the balance of this game. Um, of course, it's on Christmas Eve, the day before Christmas Day. So if they lose, I'm going to be sad going Christmas Day. I know. Right? I'm going to be all pissed off. I'm going to get. I'm going to get an Eagles gift probably. Yeah. And I'm going to look at it and be like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to like it, but I'm going to be like, oh, now I'm reminded of my misery. Yeah. Uh. Should be an interesting week. Okay. I'm going to say for the Eagles to win, they have to hold Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott under 150. 
combined. Yeah, I agree. Combined, not each. Combined. Yep. I yeah, don't need some idiot calling me out being like, we have 150 each. That's 300 yards. Shut up. No one asked you. Second, yeah. they need to contain C.D. Lamb. The problem is Noah Brown has been coming back up. Yep. That worries me. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's played well. Um, I think they're getting him involved a little bit more than Michael Gallup, who's been a little bit more injury prone. Um, but they're getting the tight ends involved as well. I mean, I, I know Dalton Schultz was hurt uh, in the beginning of the season, but he's come back. Um, you know, that rookie Peyton Hendershot had a touchdown this past week. So they're getting the tight ends involved as well, um, which is going to be a big test for the linebackers and the safeties. Um, but when you have Darius Slay, when you have James Bradbury on the outside covering CD Lamb and Noah Brown, you know, I think I think it's advantage Eagles, in my opinion. Um, so I have confidence in those two guys. I have confidence in the safeties. Um, I know the safeties are a little bit hurt right now, but I have confidence in Epps. I have confidence in uh, – I, I mean, they just brought back Harris as well. Um, I don't know if Garner Johnson is going to be back this week or next week, but they're saying he should be back pretty soon. So that would be, be a welcome addition as well. But it's it's going to be a big game. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a hostile environment. And uh, we still don't know if, if Hurts is going to be able to play. But uh, as of right now, in my opinion, I think they're 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 going to go with Minshew. And if that's the case, we'll see. If Hurts is good to play, I don't mind Minshew getting first team reps this week. No, because that's fine. yeah. If something were to happen, I don't think he should play. Yeah. And I hate to put it that way, but I would rather him healthy for the playoffs. Agreed. There's a playoff berth clinched. Be healthy for that. Cowboys fans will call you a coward for that because they're idiots. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I definitely think the Eagles are taking it in like that. Cause it, like I said, like you said, they've already clinched a playoff spot. So they're not, you know, that they're obviously they want the number one seed and they want to, to clinch the division. But if he's only out of max two weeks, we still have an opportunity to get that number one seed and the division. So, I don't think they're hitting the panic button. I think they're, and no matter what, even if Hertz doesn't play, I think they will do Minshew with the number ones this week in practice, as they should, because we just don't know. So no matter who's a quarterback, it's going to be a great game. And it's a big one. I know. I know. Oh, boy. Birds. Go, Birds. Go, Birds. And, uh, yeah, had to be on Christmas Eve, didn't it? Just had to be. Prime time. Well, Christmas Eve. Red Zone is on Christmas Eve instead of on Sunday on Christmas Day. So that's that's cool, I guess. I said it before. I'll say it again. I have to somehow coerce my yep. girlfriend's parents yep. into letting me hijack their TV. That's a must right there. They're going to ask why. <laughs> I want to have my laptop in my hands. I'm going to be like, what? Oh, just football, you know, football. But the last time I was obsessed with football, um, while I was over there for a holiday, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, I was mid-conversation, actually engaging in a conversation while watching the TV, and someone missed a field goal for me to lose a bet. 
And I said, God damn it, what are you doing in the middle of a conversation? I don't think they appreciate that too much. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, football and holidays, they go hand in hand. And even if you're Scott not- Hansen and Christmas Eve go together oh. like bread and butter. Oh, my God. I mean, it's, it's a mess. So, I mean, Scott Hansen with anything goes together. I mean, Scott I Hansen. Him to say Scott Hansen. You know what I want to hear. Yeah. I mean, seven look, Scott, Scott, you're a perfect human. And if you're listening, I love you. You're we not listening, but love you. We love you. Um, You've helped me sit through yeah. a lot of graduate school homework. Mm. on Sundays making me hate myself less because of it. I hope that means something to you. I don't think he understands the gratitude or the magnitude, sorry, the magnitude of what he's done for the football world. Well, it's a Sunday tradition, you know. It is. A lot of our friends get together. I just live far away now. I'm I'm the loser that moved. Yep. But don't yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, red zone. It's a beautiful thing. Scott, Hansen, you're a beautiful human. I love uh, football. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Is it Minshew Mania time? I think so. Look, at the time of this recording, it's December 20th. At night. Yeah. We don't know yet. So if you listen to this on Friday, I think we've done a good job of covering what will happen if either of them play. Yep. And hope you enjoy it. The last thing I want to say is fire Chuck Fletcher. Yeah. Um, and I hope you guys have a very very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year's, as we've reached our destination for the day. Could have said it better myself, friend. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. You can find us on Spotify there, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Any any podcast platform, we're, we're probably there. If not, shoot us an email at phlbandwagon at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter. That's yep. open. DMs are open, man. If you have anything mean to say, at least try to, like, lighten the blow a little bit. Yeah, if you're going to call us like, idiots, just be like, hey, you guys are. Hey, your take was really stupid. Yeah. Be like, okay, thanks. Which so. take? Which of the seven? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've listened to it back, and I can tell you, well, I want to get roasted for that one. Yeah. So, well, go to the Wag Shop, get your TBW merchandise, hats, hoodies, T-shirts. We appreciate the support for anyone who buys, and we thank you guys for repping our brand and the PHL Sports Nation brand. If you do, uh, go ahead and buy merch. You can follow me on Twitter at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. You can follow us, our podcast at the PHL Bandwagon. You can follow us also on Facebook at the PHL Bandwagon. We only share our new episodes there, but we share polls weekly on Twitter. This week, we're going to wait a little bit on the poll to see if we get QB news. Yep. 
But once that comes out, we'll be set. You know what? We might do two polls. I think two yeah. polls is doable. Maybe we'll do a poll and we'll see uh, who plays. And then when we find out who plays, then we'll do another poll. Yeah. So maybe double poll. Double poll. Love Two polls, north and south. Let's go do it. Christmas. True. Yeah. Santa. Uh, holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Presents. Yeah. Giving. Love presents. Santa. I love giving presents. Snow. It's a, it might snow. It might. It's gonna be, it, it might. It's going to be freezing on Christmas Day, I think. I can't wait. That's going to rock. Well, uh, as a PSA, we are taking the week of Christmas off, and we will be back the Tuesday night after New Year's for Wednesday morning release. We do release on Tuesday nights, though, so if you listen then, listen then. If not, save us for your commute or your lunch break, whatever. Uh, we will be back on the 3rd with a brand new spanking episode with all of our sad thoughts about the Flyers. <laughs> and potentially Sixers. I'm just kidding. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, who knows? Definitely about the Flyers, though. I mean, that's... Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because they're a dumpster fire. That's a given at this point. But yeah. we'll give uh, we'll recap the games that take place while we're off. Hopefully we got good news. And, yeah, we've reached our destination. We'll see you at the next stop. Go. Burns. We'll Go see burns. you next year. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're welcome. Go Bears.